Welcome back, talkers. This is the latest episode of the I'm Just Talking podcast with your host, Cello. That's me. This is episode 12. Yeah, I want to thank everyone who has tuned in. Uh, the faithful are small, but they are faithful. So I appreciate all of you who are listening. Those that are tuning in every week, I hope uh, this is working and giving you you know, if nothing else, something to kill time with. And also, you know, a little bit of insight and things to think about and might actually help you in some way. That's the ultimate goal is to help or give people an escape of some kind. Because life is kind of strange sometimes. Um, it is currently uh, a little after 10 p.m. Easter Sunday, which... It's also my best friend's birthday, which brought me to kind of an interesting topic that wasn't the original topic I was going to talk about, but uh, it's it's given me a, a pretty good subject, I think, and and hopefully you you'll understand where I'm going with this. Um, first, uh, I would like to say that. I am not a biblical person. I, I don't know really nearly enough about the Bible. Um, so if you're looking for a religious sort of, you know, Bible quoting sermon type, I don't think this is going to be the episode. But I do hope to tie in resurrection uh, and as the theme, not so much talking about Resurrection Sunday um, religion is something that interests me. Religion is something that I, I think is a very hot topic and it could be controversial, but I just think the whole idea of religion interests me enough to hopefully tie this in. Um, I was raised Catholic. Uh, I did, you know, catechism, Sunday school. I got confirmed as a Catholic, but you know, I don't, I rarely go to church. Um, I tend to talk to God. Um, and and one of the beliefs that I have is that as long as you're a good person, God will know. Whatever God you do worship, whether that's Jesus or Allah, Buddha, whatever. But considering it's Easter Sunday, this is more of a, you know, geared towards a Jesus type. Um, Jesus, you know, Christianity in, in those religions. But I'm... Uh, also brings me to a point where, like, my daughter, uh, I she still somewhat practices, so, but I, non-denominational is something that's, you know, somewhat, I guess it's not new, but it's, you know, there's no, she's not like Presbyterian or Baptist or Mormon or Christian or Catholic, she's like non-denominational, she's just Christian, and for a very long time, her and I would have these talks about, you know, the church, and she was really into it for a while there, and, um, you know, the differences in what she was learning to versus what I was learning in Catholicism. Um, and one of the things I always told her was that if, if you live your life as a normal person and you're a good person, you know, your the religion sort of reflects that. So in this sense, I, I believe that if you are a good person and you're, you're a pure hearted person and you're not taking advantage of people, 
and, you know, you love your neighbor and the whole, you know, all of those things, then, you know, you're going to get into heaven. Jesus doesn't need you to go to church every day. He doesn't need you to, um, you know, praise with a, with a bunch of people. He needs you to just live your life in a certain way as a good person. And he'll, you know, when that time comes, he'll take you. So the reason why this became sort of the topic of the day is because my best friend's birthday is today and he had major brain surgery about three years ago and that the surgeries forced him to resurrect himself. It forced him to rebuild, so to speak. Now, this is different than, in my opinion than reinventing yourself. If you're reinventing yourself, you're you're changing a certain trait you might have. You're changing, you know, you don't like that you don't speak up enough or you don't like that you're, you're shy or you don't like that, you know, you have issues being in crowds. You're reinventing yourself. He, he went through a real traumatic experience. Part of, you know, his face was swollen for weeks. Uh, the, the scar is not real, real prominent, but for, you know, for a while he had a shaved head and a big scar on his head and, you know, and it gave, gave him, you know, mental scars as well. Like he has to do some things to, you know, re regenerate, you know, he can't just, he doesn't just, you don't just recover from something like that. So when you're res, I believe that if you're, going to use that parallel, Jesus dies, gets put in a, a tomb, and behind a very heavy rock, and to, and as the prophecy notes, he, he rises, his body is gone, he, he's risen to save us all, so when you're, if you're in a tragic, and again, I don't have enough tragedy in life to say that this is gospel, pun intended, but if you have something that you have to come back from, is what I'm talking about. It's maybe it's the death of a loved one, or you were severely addicted to heroin, you know, or you're an alcoholic. You have to resurrect yourself and basically rebuild. And I think it's important that while you're rebuilding, you understand that. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. And there's going to be challenges along the way. And I think what's impressive about Jay, my friend, is that he he doesn't know this, I don't think. But he just continually does it. He was, and I don't remember the exact time frame, but he wasn't very long after post-op where he started trying to hit a heavy bag. Um, and then before you knew it, he could, you know, wield sticks on the bag and you know, he's trying to take care of his body a little bit more. One of the things he was concerned about is if he was going to be able to ride his motorcycle. And he got back on his motorcycle, I think, before he probably should. And he, he, you know, he likes to play guitar and he can still kind of do it. Well, not kind of, he still does it. So, the, you know, the prophecy in the scripture is Jesus died to save us. He died so that we can make it to heaven. Well, if you've been through some tragedy um, and it could be something a little bit minimal like you know you've been through a let's say you've had knee surgery 
and that just it messes with you. You feel like, oh my God, you're at rock bottom, right? You're like, oh my God, my knee hurts. I'll never be able to, you know, ride my bike 12 miles anymore. Or you've had a major setback in life. Like a lot of us, you know, have gone through this whole COVID stuff and you either, hopefully you haven't, but if you've gotten sick and then you've been out of work and now you got to try to rebuild your lungs or like me, you know, unemployed and now you got to like rethink your life. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do when I grow up? Even though you're already grown up, you know, you've done some one thing for so long. You have to resurrect at that point. You have to rise. And that kind of goes back to what I'm, what I'm thinking, like the parallels between being a good person and knowing right from wrong, doing people right, being, you know, giving your, volunteering your time or whatever it is, you know, I always felt like the Bible just helped me be a good person. So if you're drawing that parallel to where Jesus had this tragic event, he's basically, he was arrested, he was beaten with an injury of his life, then he was crucified, he dies, goes, and then after the third day, he rises. So you have you know, a, a traumatic event in life that basically is your proverbial crucifixion. Me, I lost my job. I'm dead and buried at that point, you know, figuratively. And I, I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. Am I going to go back to school? Am I going to become a personal trainer? Um, am I going to start my own business? Am I going to you know, hope and pray that the old job calls me back? Am I going to be an Uber driver, uh, DoorDash? Do I go get a job, you know, at a bank or a grocery store and start from the bottom up and then hopefully, you know, work hard and, you know, get back to some sort of level of normalcy? I think we have to accept that that loss or that death. Now, I've, I've never been addicted to drugs. I probably drink a little bit more now than I have in a very, very long time. But you have to think of it like that, I think, in order to kind of rise. And I think that if you know in your heart, like, this is the worst it could be, then you'll be able to rise and resurrect yourself and, and come alive. Um, I would imagine... This is a sort of grief, like, uh, I don't want to say a grief session, kind of like, you know, when, you, when you're grieving, you know, you, you've had the same boyfriend or girlfriend for, you know, s several years, and then you break up, what happens? You go into, like, grieve mode, and you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do with myself? You know, what did I do wrong? And you feel bad about yourself. Maybe you cry at night. Maybe that song on the radio comes on and you're, you're down in the dumps. But as you start understanding that this is, is, this is what it is, that part of you slowly goes away. And then you start coming out. Then you go like, oh, your friend invites you out for the 100th time. Then you go out. And then... You go out and you have fun. And then the next week, you know, you you meet a guy or a girl or whatever. And you're like resurrecting yourself. 
And what I wrote in the Facebook post was that, you know, my friend wound up pushing boulders, like proverbial boulders out of the way. So you almost like imagine yourself like Indiana Jones running away from the boulder if you're scared of something. But if you're trying to resurrect yourself, you're the boulders coming at you and you're dodging it and you're sidestepping it, you're jumping over it, you're stopping it, you're pushing it. And and boulders are heavy. Um, they signify to me burden. So as you're resurrecting yourself, you're shedding that burden. You're pushing those boulders out of the way. And I think while we're down and we're at rock bottom, those boulders weigh you down. Now, the rock bottom is is overdramatic in a sense because I think people that have real traumatic experiences hit rock bottom. The, the You know, the death of a real close friend, the death of a, you know, the worst case scenario, right? You're going to be in rock bottom. You're, you're, you maybe you're, like I said, you're addicted to heroin and you're at rock bottom and you know it's time to rise and you're resurrecting. And I think on a biblical level or a religious level, I think that God, whatever, whoever that be, but in this case, Jesus, as he resurrected, he was trying to lift the burden from the world, right? So you he will also help you out of that mode. He will help you out of that, whatever whatever reason you're at rock bottom, he'll help you out of that. And you, you have to resurrect. You have to rebuild. Again, you're not reinventing yourself. You're not changing, you know, a demeanor or a personality trait. You're changing your future by resurrecting. I'd like to think that you wouldn't have to resurrect yourself if you don't have some sort of experience that sets you back. Because then again, if you, you're you reinventing yourself at that point, right? I think that there's a lot to rebuilding, resurrecting. It's not easy. It takes time. You know, the, the scripture says he rose from the dead three days, right? That doesn't happen. You could look at it in stages to where you can say, oh my God, you know, you know, let's say you're, you're just getting over a breakup. You know, the breakup happened. It's been, you know, two, three weeks and you're finally like getting normal sleep. You're not staying up thinking you're not deciding whether or not you should text the person or, you know, you're not stalking their Facebook anymore, right? Maybe that's like day one of three, right? Then the second day would be going out. And then I mean, these aren't days, right? These are time frames, right? But okay, so I, I rose through as the first step, you know, the, the hurt is over. The temptation to, to try to fix it is over. The next one is now I got to start like going out and making friends, right? So that's day two. Because you go out one week and it was kind of fun. Then the next week, maybe you go out Friday and Saturday. And then the next week, you, you're the one saying, hey, where are we going this weekend? You know, and you're excited about it. And then that third step is you finally decide that, you know, that guy at work 
has been asking you out or that girl, you know, seems like she's interested and you're, you're going to give it a shot and you're going to open up a little bit. And now you've risen from the ashes, so to speak. Again, I don't have a ton of tragedy. I mean, I think that a lot of people I've known more this year have died in the past probably 10 years. Um, hurtful, shocking, terrible um, to lose these people. And I, and, I, and I was about to say it wasn't real emotional, but the more I'm talking about it, this is a little emotional. Um, you know, the, the death of someone else is crushing, you know what I mean? And, you know, you, you, you can't, you, you think you can't find your way out of, you know, the death of a real close one or some sort of addiction that, that you're in. And I'm not a counselor, by the way, I'm not, if, if you've listened seven to nearly 17 minutes in of me sort of rambling and talking out loud. I'm not a counselor. Um, if you need any kind of help, you know, because you are addicted and stuff, there's plenty of uh, programs out there. Seek them out. Um, suicide hotlines, things like that. But I think if you're going to resurrect yourself, you have to know that it's possible. And the depths of resurrecting yourself are this has happened to me I'm going to overcome I can rebuild this is whew, excuse me this is how I'm going to rebuild right so you again that parallel would be Jesus absolutely knew he was getting arrested right he absolutely knew and he knew he was going to get crucified because that was it, you know. And he saw, he knew what the what the scripture was. He knew what the prophecy was. So he knew he was going to rise. So you're in a situation. You know, I, I guess drugs or alcohol may not play into this because, of course, they're mind-altering, so you never, you never know. But I think some people know that I knew I was going to find a job at some point. You know, you know that deep down that you're going to find someone, even though you say out loud, like, oh my God, I'll never find anybody. I'm going to be a single cat lady or I'm going to be the, you know, the weird guy at work. Whew. Excuse me. Terribly unprofessional, but all of a sudden I'm yawning. You know that deep down that there's going to be somebody for you, that you have good things to offer. And I think that's sort of that, that's in your back of your mind. So it keeps playing and it keeps playing. And then as you start to kind of take that first step or climb that first stair, you, you know, subconsciously that the prophecy is be is already been told and you're going to be okay, that you're going to rise. You know, the, the smoke will clear. And you'll be at the top of the mountain. You're, you have you have resurrected yourself. And you'll be better for it. The world was better because, you know, God gave his one begotten son. And back, back, backpedaling, rewinding, 
if you're living your life in a certain way, even though you're not going to church every every Sunday or you're not going to Palm Sunday or you only go to church on you know Christmas or whatever, if you're living your life in a certain way, certain things be, become in line and then the bottom falls out for whatever the reason. You know, uh, again, losing a job, right? is an easy one for me to talk about because it happened. Like, I went through all these stages at the job. I got this really great position that I loved. And just my luck, the bottom fell out. And and I felt bad about that for a long time. Like, just my luck, you know. I have a corporate position for the first time in my career. I'm really liking it. My money's finally on balance. I'm meeting great people. Went to a couple of different cities. Went to Canada. And before I knew it, the bottom fell out. And I thought, you know, in the beginning it had it was me. This could only happen because I'm involved, right? And but in the back of my mind I knew, you know, there's nothing anybody could really do. Um and I knew at some point I'd get I'd find something or something would happen. And now I, I gotta take a little bit of a step back to try to rebuild, to try to elevate to try to resurrect, you know, the life that I had. And if you're looking for inspiration, if you're looking for for signs, put yourself back to where Jesus was in his timeline of his life. You know, he had started out, people, people thought he was nuts. He was preaching this, very different sort of prophecy and, and and philosophy. And then he kind of reached his peak. And then he gets, he gets arrested. He gets beaten. He gets crucified. He dies. He rises. And now he has, you know, he's the king of kings. He's the king. He has the kingdom of kingdoms at this point. So... Not only does he die to to absolve of us our uh, absolve us of our sins as it's written, he also you know he rises so that we could be one with God and the whole shit, but he also has a bigger kingdom than he did when he left right now of course, this is tens of thousands of years ago or whatever it was or 2,000 years ago or whatever, I don't even know. But you're doing the same thing. You're plotting through life. And you don't have to be a garbage person to resurrect yourself, by the way. You, you know, you could be going through life just the way you, you're happy with it. You know, you can have a really great job. You can have really gone bunch of group of friends. You can have a good relationship. And then s something goes wrong. You know, not something minimal like my car broke down. Oh my God, I got to resurrect myself. But you, when you get to a point that for whatever reason is either physically or mentally so emotional or so traumatic that you are now near rock bottom. Now, I don't think by losing my job, I was emotionally rock bottom, but definitely it started bordering on you know, financial rock bottom. I mean, I was upset over it and I didn't understand it because of some other circumstances that happened within the time frame COVID started to when I got laid off. But you you have to almost be 
so down in the dumps that you don't know what you're going to do next. And then have sort of that confidence in you to know that you can rebuild and you can resurrect. Um, is that is that easy? Nah, of course not. But I think, again, if you... No, you don't want to be David Koresh and put yourself on the same, you know, pedestal as Jesus. That that's not what I'm saying. But when you look at the way the the Bible, and I I'm just going off the my memory of my Sunday schools, the stuff I learned on my way to uh, getting my my communion. Um, I was part of a really cool youth group, um, and we talked about you know things like this, and. You you have to put yourself sort of on that front end where, you know, here's where I was at. Here's what happened. Now it's time to turn it around. Jesus was, you know, he was building up. He was very popular. Then he, he died. Then he, then he gets risen and he has the biggest religious kingdom in the world, you know? So... Think of think think of your resurrection and whatever it is you're resurrecting from. Did you break an ankle and now the emotional stress that goes with that, like I can't work very well, oh my god, I can't even run anymore. You know, maybe there's other things you could do. You could ride a bike, you know, whatever. And and you think of it in those three stages. You know, again, for Jesus, the arrest, the crucifixion, the the rising. For you, for me, it was, you know, furlough, back to work, laid off. You know, one of those things had to swing up, right? So it's laid off, look for work, now now bring myself back up, resurrect myself. And I think you resurrect yourself emotionally, obviously. You know, my friend, he, he had to resurrect himself physically also. Because, you know, the brain surgery is very uh, dangerous. Uh, he had, you know, the tumor. I don't believe was cancerous, but it's there. So they couldn't even get all of it. So it's like he had to, re- he had to know. I mean, he was fighting double whammy, right? They say mind over matter. Well, some of his mind got taken out in that sense. Not a bunch of it, but, you know, enough to where he's battling that emotional scar He's got the emotion, he's got the physical scar, and I think he's took it in those three stages. I've I've basically corresponded with him the whole way, right? Like, I saw him 24 hours after surgery. Uh, I think I saw him for the next two days after surgery, before I had to go back home. And then, you know, he he knew that it was going to be hard. He knew it was going to be tough. He knew he was, he knew he had a tough road. But he made steps. And and I think he's resurrected himself to a point where you can't discount the fact that the road that he's taken, while not as worldly, has paralleled, you know, that whole resurrection weekend, that whole that whole those those three days events. Now granted, it it didn't take three days. It's taken him three years. And I think, I'm hoping that he's comfortable now. He's he's much more comfortable in how he's recovering. And it may take him a lifetime to recover. So what I'm saying is, is 
anybody with any kind of situation can resurrect themselves. You can, you know, fig- figuratively resurrect yourself. You can, you can be on drugs and alcohol or any other addiction. I mean, those are major ones, right? Like, if you're addicted to, like, crack and you're literally, like, the stereotypical crackhead, you can come back from that. Granted, if, if you are a crackhead, I can't imagine anyone would be listening to this. But if you're someone that has even somewhat of a mild addiction and you're like, I just got to stop, like, I know this is not good for me, then you have to be emotionally prepared to be on rock bottom to say, okay, I'm reaching out, I'm stepping out of rock bottom, and then that's step one, that's day one. It's the equivalent of Jesus getting arrested. Then day two is, okay, I'm in, you know, if it's a treatment center or whatever, right? You're in a treatment center, and that treatment center you're doing really, really well at. That's step two, where uh, even though Jesus was 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 dying, he knew that step two was step two of the ultimate goal. He knew he was supposed to die so that he could save the world. So then your step three to save the world is... I'm out of the treatment center. I got a great new job. I'm going to have money and I'm not going to be homeless or whatever it is, right? So, you know, if it's a relationship, then it's, you know, step one is the equivalent of getting arrested is the breakup. Step two, the equivalent of the crucifixion is letting that love die. And then step three is bringing yourself out enough to where you can love again. And for me... I'm drawing this inspiration or this this thought process from people that I've seen go through, you know, brain surgery, loss of really, really close loved ones. And and I'm drawing on a little bit of my experience, you know, with, with the whole work thing. Um, in between, through now three co-workers have died. And how are their families going to resurrect? How are their families going to go on? And maybe And maybe you're one of those people that, has to go to church to feel like you're feeling the love of Jesus or the love of, you know, God. You know, maybe you're one of those people that has to, you know, go to temple every day or every Saturday. Or, one, you know, I don't even know the, uh, the Sabbath days for Buddha or Hindi or, or Punjab or Sikhs uh, or, or, or Muslims, but I'm just saying that on a Resurrection Sunday, if you happen to be in a situation that is very, very emotionally taxing, mentally taxing, uh, physically taxing, if it's, you know, a traumatic experience and you're, you're not able to find your way out, look to that that scripture maybe you don't open the bible maybe you just google it three stages right you are at rock bottom you know suppose you're listening to this and you're like i haven't worked in a year what does this guy know well this guy didn't work for eight months so and 
you have to feel it before the actions start taking place. You have to feel that grief. You have to have that acceptance. Jesus knew it. He knew at the Last Supper he was getting arrested. You know what I mean? So you have to you have to believe it. You have to feel it. Your second stage is knowing it's over kind of a thing. Like, it's done. Like, I can't cry anymore. I can't take another shot. I can't freaking do another line. I can't, maybe you're a klepto. I can't, I can't steal anymore. You know, um, I got to get help. And then, then your life starts turning. And then, you know, maybe you envision yourself uh, in a brand new apartment, right? So like I was homeless or, you know, I had a really bad, you know, breakup and now I need a place to live or I had roommates and those roommates turned out to not be good roommates. Now I'm, you know, I'm freaking homeless. I'm, you know, I lived and slept on my mom's couch for, you know, uh, six weeks. I, you know, now I finally have a job and you're walking into that new apartment. Then you've, you've reached that goal. You've pushed that boulder away and you, and you've risen, you know, you've gone through the treatment center or whatever it is, or you've quit, you know, smoking cold Turkey or whatever. And you don't crave anymore. Um, I'd imagine though, like if it's something like a, like an, an illegal drug or a street drug that you're addicted to, there's always going to be that, that craving. I, from what I understand anyway, so you're not, but you're at a place in life where you're comfortable and it's not around every corner or you're not, you know, you don't think about calling your, your drug dealer or whatever. You've pushed that boulder away. Um, I'm in that stage right now where I'm in stage two where like I got this work. I uh, I like it. I think it's going to be okay. And, you know, when I see that ultimate goal of, of, you know, what I signed on to do, the boulder will be pushed away. There won't be any burden on my shoulders anymore. And I think that that's what, to me, that's what that resurrect, the resurrection scripture represents. It's, you, you know, the doom has come. You understand it's, it's there. And now you're passing through it. You're rising above it. And you're resurrecting. I totally did not make the think that this was going to last this long. So, um, think about it. Think about yourself or your life. And again, you might not be in this situation, but it might be something that you could hold on to. Or if you subscribe, you can come back and listen to three stages. You know it's going to happen or it happened. You've accepted it and now you're rising above. You're turning the corner. You know, COVID's a good example of that. You know, we didn't really know it was coming per se, but like the whispers were coming, you know, kind of like Jesus knew through the grapevine he was getting arrested. We heard about it. We heard about this thing in China before, you know, it was here. Now we've accepted it. And hopefully we're turning the corner and we're going to rise. We're going to come above. And, you know, we're going to look down 
the other side of that mountain and say, we did it. And that's what you got to do to resurrect. You got to know that you're climbing that mountain. And once you get to the top, it's over. I really, uh, really like doing these little talks. I think uh, they help me. Uh, hopefully they help you. If you like, please subscribe. I'm just talking. It is on Apple, Google, Spotify. Anchor is my, my distributor. That's how I record. Hopefully I'm getting a mic fixed too soon. Um, Pocket Cast, Cast Box, and Radio Public. You can you can subscribe or listen most of sometimes even on the web just by clicking a link and um, subscribe to my Instagram. I'm just talking. I'm underscore just underscore talking. T A W K I N. Talk in. Uh, yeah, this is really cool. Like I love doing this stuff, and and I'm hoping that people like. Please uh, give me a shout. Uh, Share it, plug it, listen to it in the office, listen to it on the way to work, listen to it while cleaning the house, listen to it uh, whenever, wherever you can. So I would just like to say happy Easter. A lot of people call it Resurrection Day. Easter is maybe more too commercial. Um, happy Easter, happy Resurrection Day. I always say three things. Love. Respect, equality, love y'all, see you Monday.